I was all pumped for the 2021 recap episode, and then Joan Didion had to go and die, like she had to die right before I started recording. Well, I mean, the intro, the rest of it was recorded before. Anyway, guys, welcome back to another episode of Miss Congeniality. My name is Eli Rallo, and I'm so glad you're here. We're going to recap 2021 together today. But usually I start out with updates, and I really don't have that many because I am in New York City still, and it is Omicron times. And I've gotten a lot of DMs and comments and questions being like, are you safe? How do you not have it? All this stuff. And I want to say something about all this so yeah we need to be safe right and yeah this is a big deal but also i think that tiktok is conflating a lot of things and scaring a lot of people like specifically tiktok because it was scaring me and yes a lot of people did get it and a lot of those people were vaxxed and boosted but on some level this was like definitely something we should have anticipated or also did anticipate like it's holiday season people are gathering again people are getting boosted and vaxxed think they can gather without getting it there's a new variant and it's winter. So like all of that together, this was very much so something we could have or should have maybe anticipated, but not even that, like that aside, because that's one thing. It's just not helpful to like freak people out. Like there, I saw so many TikToks that are like absolutely scaring people, including myself. I was scared. I had to like set a boundary to stop watching TikTok on the day that this all started happening because I was like, people are spreading misinformation and people are terrifying other people. Like, yeah, we need to take this seriously. Like, everyone should be wearing two masks. You should not go to restaurants, bars, parties. You should not be gathering with people. You should be trying to test every other day or as often as you can get your hands on one. Wearing two masks outside, only going places that are 100% necessity to go to. Like, things of that nature should all be in place, but we don't need to be scaring other people. So I am fine. It is definitely not, like, totally normal here, but I do notice a lot of people taking precautions that they weren't, like, 10 days ago. Like, I notice a lot more people wearing two masks or in masks outside or, like, staying away from one another at the gym and all that good stuff. So I am fine. I'm going home today. I've been negative every single day for two weeks. I do not know how I did not get it. Not because I'm reckless, just because it seemed like everybody else I knew had it, but me and the sneaky link and my roommates and his roommates, we were all safe. Like, knock on wood still, I guess. But I'm going home today, so that's really exciting. And then, I don't know if you guys know this, but my parents have a house in Puerto Rico on the west side of the island. My dad likes to surf. My parents love Puerto Rico. They love the culture. They love the energy. Everything about it is, like, really special. And they've been visiting for a really long time. They love all the restaurants and the people are so kind. And so we're visiting there. My parents have been isolating. Obviously, I've been negative for the past like two weeks. So we're all going to test, of course, before we go. But their infrastructure surrounding the virus was, I think, better than the American management of it. Like they I was actually DMing with one of my followers who's from Isabella, which is like the spot in Puerto Rico where like the house our house is and she was telling me like how safe it is to visit right now and how like we just need to make sure that we're negative and everything but like how good of a job everyone's been doing and they have these like amazing curfew rules and like we went there a couple times in the past year and it's just been they're so flawlessly executing all this I'm like America take notes anyway though I love Puerto Rico so if anybody is from there I love your country thank you so much for letting me visit such a wonderful and beautiful place and I hope that one day I can meet you guys there that would be really cool But other than, like, my future travels and, like, what's going on this week in Christmas, I have no updates because nothing has happened in the past week other than me working inside, which I guess is a good thing. It's been nice to kind of relax, but it hasn't really been relaxed because I've been doing so much shit. But you guys know what I mean. Like, it's been nice to kind of take a break, take a step back, not be go, go, go. I'm kind of glad that there wasn't a bunch of holiday parties and events and whatnot. Like, I think I would have been emotionally exhausted from all that. So... Everything's good here. I hope you guys are all safe. If you are in quarantine for the holidays, I am so sorry. My brother got it like in the nick of time. Like he's out of his isolation and tested negative for the first time today. So I totally understand the stress. Like my parents like have been quarantining because they were exposed. It's fucking nuts. And I'm thinking of you. I put up a rules for uh, isolation holiday quarantine 
on TikTok. So if you want to watch that, it's there for your viewing pleasure. But overall, just stay safe. Keep your chin up. It's going to be okay. DM me if you need someone to talk to. I love you guys. And I'm so sorry that some of you are in isolation for the holidays. Maybe this little podcast episode will help take your mind off things. But onwards, I made the choice today to recap 2021. This is going to be my last podcast episode of 2021. And I'm thinking that I'm really enjoying the solo episode kind of format, but I don't know what you guys think. Like at the end of the day, this is for you. So let me know what you're feeling. I just thought it would be fun to like go through the year, my year, and then the year as a whole and talk about like things I learned, my favorite things that happened this year, all of that good stuff. And I was thinking about how I feel like 2021 for me, I think like take the pandemic away because like neither year was particularly wonderful. But I think that for me, 2021 was better because my expectations were really low coming off of 2020. I was like, well, that was shitty. And so I'm going to keep my expectations low for what this is going to be. And it ended up being a very life-changing year for me. So I'm going to talk about it all. But I was thinking about last year, like I rewinded until like where I was this time last year. And I remember that I was just starting in my journey of like law of attraction, trust the universe, affirmation, positivity. Like I was, I don't want to say a negative person, but I was like a bitter and sad person for much of 2020 and 2019. And honestly, before that, like you can equate it to depression, anxiety, just my attitude about the world wasn't that productive or positive. And I had just made the choice to switch my way of thinking in December of 2020 and I don't even know why I kind of just I went and visited my best friend and I like was really in awe of her because she was really miserable and working a job in California and she hated it and was depressed and so she quit her job got a new one flew to Chicago where she literally knew nobody started a new life fell in love like she just like took it by the balls and I was like I can take it by the balls like I don't have to go anywhere or like change anything drastic but like I can change my attitude and that's like a way to take it by the balls. And so I did that in 2020, December 2020. I just made the decision to do that mentally. So that's where I was. I was very like a baby in my journey of like positivity and self-discovery. And I was also like on this quote dating break. But right before I came home for the holidays, I became like utterly obsessed with this 30-year-old guy. Um... We can just call him by his name because I don't care. His name is Chris. And I went on like a few dates with him and I was just like really, I think, obsessed with the idea of like being booed up. And the thing is, I always say this, like we get lonely around the holidays, but we're truthfully not ready for a partner. If we were, the universe would give us ones. We have to trust the universe. I wasn't ready for a partner, especially this person, but I was like actually obsessed with him. He was like 29, graduated from Brown. Like he had all this like cool stuff this gorgeous apartment in Gramercy like he would kind of like spend a lot of money on me and whatever and we'd like go to dinner and stuff but then I started realizing like all this trauma that he had and all this weird shit and how immature he was and push comes to shove like it didn't work out but I went home for the holidays like desperately believing that him and I were like meant to be even though he would like cancel plans on me I had seen like hinge and bumble like notifications on his phone when I thought that maybe things were going in our direction and then I come to find out that he is 29 years old he moved to New York City four years ago and moved in with his girlfriend of eight years who he had broken up with six months before he met me. What the hell, right? So (laughs) all of that happened and I was kind of just like, I was uncomfortable. I was in a transition place. I think I remember going back to the city with this desire to like change things up and like grab it by the balls and just be better and enjoy my life more. But I think I was a little confused still And 2021, like, gradually I just started to figure things out and it was a really informative year about who I am and also who I want to be. I also think 2021 was my first year fully separated from college because I left college in 2020. And so this is, like, my first, like, adult year. Ew, that was so fucking dramatic. But you guys know what I mean. And so I actually, before we start, I did find my New Year's resolutions from last year So the first one was to forget how to count calories. Um, I don't know if I did that. I think that I've unlearned them, but I still know them, if that makes sense. And I think I've made progress on that one. But you know what? We're throwing away New Year's resolutions this year, which we're going to get into. So that's not a terrible thing. The other one is take one day off from working out a week. I have done that. 
And I still go on my 10 mile walks when I take a day off from working out and going to the gym, but that's just because my anxiety needs me to move to get it out. But I'm proud of myself. And then the last one is give radical love to everyone who gives radical love to me. I think that I've really tried to do that one too. So I'm proud of myself. The reason that we're throwing out New Year's resolutions is because resolution is like the word literally means resolute, like something you have to do or something that you want to change. And usually it's like a negative thing that you want to make positive. And I kind of think that's bullshit. I like New Year's aspirations because then you don't beat yourself up if it didn't happen or if it didn't happen the way that you wanted it to. And it's more of a forward thinking thing, not a challenge yourself or critique yourself. And I think that we just need to give ourselves grace. It has been a hard fucking two years. So those let's see what else okay I also made a list of things that got me through 2020 that I want to read to you guys so the first one was ease disrupts progress and that just means that easy things disrupt your progress forward life will go on either way which just means if you have two things that are up in the air and you don't know which one to choose or you don't know if you're going to lose a person or a job or a thing like life is going to go on either way it's just a way to give yourself grace You're not missing them, but the feeling of loving them, which is an emotion independent of that moment. That's something I always say about breakups. Happiness is not a holiday or a cheat meal. It should be a daily routine. I realized last year, which is so sad, that happiness was a special occasion for me. So I normally woke up sad. And I really worked hard to change that this year. And now I get so excited that I get to wake up happy in the morning. Like I, when I'm going to bed, I'm like, tomorrow I get to wake up and be happy again. It's really lovely to not be depressed. And so that one is special to me. You're allowed to relax. You have to disappoint everyone before you disappoint yourself. Don't overthink the answers to questions that you already know how to answer. If someone or someplace does not want to be with you, be around you or have you, you shouldn't beg them to. There will be a job, a great love and an opportunity and a life that will grant you the kind of light that you deserve. You are so much more than who chooses to or chooses not to love you. That one fucking hits home. It's all going to end, so instead of deciding not to risk it all, ask yourself, what's the worst case, and then find the courage to do it. Those are sweet. I really like that. I'm going to find that journal. I wrote it down in a journal. Okay, but let's get the fuck back into it. So... December 2020, I'm obsessed with a 30-year-old man. I just started applying to jobs. Who would have fucking thought that I'd be here today? Then I get back to the city and I'm like, guns ablazing, like, let's go. This man and I are still sort of seeing each other. Then someone emails me one night and is like, hey, I want to verify you on TikTok. And I was drunk. And so I clicked the link and the link deleted my Instagram. So I had to go text this guy that I hooked up with when I was in high school who works at Facebook and be like, I'll do anything for you to get my Instagram back. And he was like, anything? And I was like, by anything, I mean, I'm going to send you a bottle of expensive champagne, but let's like cause you to believe that anything means anything. So that was like literally January, like right off the bat, Instagram deleted, life over. Um, And then they come out with those gluten-free Oreos. And that's literally all I remember from the beginning of 2021. (laughs) And the rest is history. No, just kidding. So I also met my boyfriend in January of 2021. And that was interesting. And that is like exact, you know, if it's meant to be, it'll find a way slash things happen for a reason. Like I canceled on him twice. And I wanted to go on the date, but the first time I was nervous. And unfortunately, as someone very close to me passed away very tragically. And so I had to cancel it, which is also a very tough reality of 2021 and was a really hard thing for me and my family. So that happened. And then the second time I had my thesis due and I can't even believe I wrote a thesis in 2021. So there was a lot going on, but that person fell into my lap and you guys know how important that person is to me. And and specifically like you guys know how it started. You can go back if you don't, if you've never heard the story before, but I always say on our first date, I didn't feel like sexually charged or like in need of being obsessed with him or nervous or butterflies I just felt comfortable and calm and collected and he still makes me feel like that today and that's another really really special thing and then the cheese board fiasco happened literally on my second date with him I show up ironically enough he's made me a cheese board not knowing that I posted that cheese queen video that like basically got me canceled but also bumped me up to 200k on TikTok like that's how I hit 200k on TikTok like in the beginning of 2021 I was at like 150 160 and then I just skyrocketed off of that cheese queen video 
even though I got literally canceled for it. Like, we've come so far. We've come so far. And he made me a cheese board on our second date. And I remember my phone was blowing up with notifications. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, oh, shit, I'm getting canceled. Oh, shit. Right? And at this point in time, I'm still in grad school. I'm still nannying every single day to make money. Which, by the way, that was a lesson I learned in 2021. I'm just going through, like, my bullets of, like, what happened to me in 2021. And then we're going to go into, like, my favorites of 2021. But I think there'll be lessons here. So the Scorpio boy lesson is, you know the right person is going to come into your life at the right time. And it's not going to feel like a whirlwind. You're not going to be confused, scared, stressed. You're going to be ultimately comfortable and really, really, really calm. And you're going to look at this person and be like, you look like a home to me. And a lot of people say, you know, like, oh, they felt like home. This felt like home. And, you know, it's a cliche and whatever else. But when I look at him from day fucking one, it felt like home and it still does. It still feels the same, if not more like a home to me. And so what I took away from that is that I was running into traffic, waiting for a car to slam into me and that car would be a significant other. But the minute that I stopped running into traffic and just started walking across the street without looking both ways and just living my life, a car hit me out of nowhere. And it was a fucking Range Rover. Like this is the best car and that's my boyfriend. So all of this to say, let life happen to you. Don't happen to life. Trust the universe, law of attraction. The best things are gonna come. Okay, my nannying job. I used to say I didn't want kids. And then there was something about nannying for this six month old, but I've nannied for her for five months. So I watched her grow up and eventually like walk and everything. Basically just... I learned like what it is to care for another human so intimately and like deeply like this baby relied on me right for like eight hours a day if I put her down or like ignored her or something like she dies like she needs me to survive right she needs like an adult human being to like give her the things she needs and coax her and like I don't know there's just a very beautiful and sweet thing about like growing so close to a baby as like your friend. Does that sound weird? I don't know. If you're on the fence about, like, you know, having a child, you should just nanny for a newborn. It's really, it really just seals the fucking deal. (laughs) Other highlights and lessons learned. So highlight was I went to Texas for my first time. My overview on Texas, I've been to Houston and Austin. I've been twice to Texas. I will unabashedly say that I think Austin, Texas is the coolest place I've ever been. I wish that my parents had some tie to Texas when I was in high school so I could have visited UT. I would have applied their early decision. It's fucking insane. I'm obsessed with Austin. I want to live there. I think Houston is so amazing. I love seeing Scorpio Boy's hometown and getting close to his family. But I am an Austin, Texas supremacist. Also, it's really cool to, like, go see your significant other's, like, hometown and, like, where they grew up. Especially when, like, I feel like the East Coast is my territory so the South gets to be his or Southwest or whatever it is. So that's really special. So we did that. I guess another highlight is graduating from grad school in 10 months. Um, I started grad school in September and then I finished it in May. So it was really quick and really wild. You guys know I have thoughts on it. I talk about it in my other podcasts. But one thing that was definitely really special is that I met some of the closest friends I'll probably ever have in grad school. And one of them I live with now and I can confidently say she'll be one of my closest friends forever. And so... That is really important to me and special and sweet and like we are just such a close-knit of girls and like it is just so special to have these wonderfully talented, brilliant friends, even the ones that don't live in New York anymore because a lot of them went our separate ways. I just know they'll always be in my life. So that was really great. Then I got and quit my first big girl job, which is kind of par for the course, honestly, like if you know me. I have such bad fucking ADD that like I know like I probably could use some medication but I've just never been medicated it's never been a thing I don't know how my parents would feel if I approached like them and asked anyways like I feel like they're just I don't know so I just couldn't focus like I couldn't focus at the desk like I was always up and around like I always had to move to the conference room to a different desk to this to that my boss was creepy as fuck you guys have heard me talk about it before he made some really inappropriate jokes and I was planning on leaving anyways uh, by the time I realized I was making more money off social media. All of this to say, what the hell is life, right? Like, what did I learn from that? First of all, that I can do anything. I was literally writing about insurance. I was a mastermind of math writing. Guys, I literally failed the easiest math class at Michigan. You can do anything you put your mind to. Also, everything is attainable. Like, you can fake it till you make it in any field. Please stop having imposter syndrome because I literally wrote for an insurance publication with an all-male 
male team, I was 10 years younger than my like closest colleague in age. Like what the hell? It was such a fever dream. But when I was like applying to jobs, I just wanted to be a sex and dating writer and like columnist. And I had like five interviews for this New York Post job that was like sex, relationships, dating, fashion, New York nightlife. I was like, oh shit, that's literally calling my name. And I interviewed and interviewed and interviewed for it to inevitably and eventually not get it. And I was really upset. And I was like, okay, I'm definitely going to have to work for insurance now, which is fine. You know what? Whatever. But it's so funny how things happen because then I went to Fashion Week and a New York Post writer contacted me and wanted to like put my quotes and my story like and my picture in her story about influencers attending Fashion Week. And I was like, this is such a like 180 moment because like I thought that writing at the New York Post was my dream like job, not specifically the New York Post because like you guys know, but like that like you know, specific role I thought was my job. And then I take a step back and take a few paces back and like relax and let the universe take its course. And now I'm literally published in it, but not as a writer, as like a person of interest. Like I'm really not that interesting, but still like the universe works itself out in really fucking strange ways. I remember like getting that email in my bathroom at my insurance journalism job being like, um, holy hell, look who's back. What? What? But then I also took a massive leap after, you know, a while at my job struggling to manage both jobs that I was doing at once and feeling very unsafe in the role that I was in due to circumstances. I talk about it in my newsletter. You can go look there if you want to hear about like what exactly was happening in that workspace. And it was really fucking scary to take a risk. Number one, like I'm incredibly privileged to have like, you know, a family that could support me if I needed help like and I don't deny that to be true I'm also like a white female creator cisgendered who's you know relatively enough in the beauty standard that brands want to work with me like it it's definitely easier for me than it is many other individuals who don't hold those same privileges so I definitely want to say that first but it was a risk nonetheless like I didn't know if it was going to work I didn't know if I was going to fall flat on my fucking face but I feel like in your 20s you have to take the risk And I hadn't really taken a risk yet. I mean, I couldn't think of one that I'd taken. I'd always imagined myself like moving to Paris and being a writer. Tell me it's cliche. I know, bitch. That's my dream. Some days, most days, it still is. I used to say I want to get a cottage in France and make jam and just write all day. I want no one to bother me. I want to have amazing sex. And I want to make like butter chicken for dinner and just like lie down and drink wine. That's still my dream. But I was not brave enough to ever take that risk, right? And I was not brave enough to ever just figure out how to be a playwright or figure out how to be a writer. I was never brave enough. And then I don't know what happened. I just decided to get brave enough. And being brave enough to potentially break your own heart or potentially fail, being brave enough to know that people are going to talk shit about you, being brave enough to just follow your fucking gut is a really big win. It feels like I imagine doing ecstasy would feel. I don't do drugs, but taking a risk is the closest I can think of to a drug. And I am so lucky. Like, I'm just so lucky. (laughs) It Sometimes it doesn't hit me until I'm, like, talking about it because I don't talk about myself that much. And, like, when my friends hype me up, I get uncomfortable because I feel like I get attention all day from you, all, all of you guys. And I feel like my life is built on affirmation because everybody's always affirming me. Or, you know, there are haters. There are trolls in the comments. But I just, I'm so lucky. Like, I've always wanted to help people and I've always wanted to inspire someone, uh, make people feel better about themselves. I've always wanted to urge people to embrace who they are and not a day has gone by in the past year that I haven't been able to do that. Oh my God. And it makes me feel like, like I've never felt before. Like I just feel like I can rely on myself. I feel like you guys have led me to a water that is like a pond of truth that has led me to realize like that I'm worthy, that I have a voice that I can use That Sometimes people want to listen to what I have to say. And I hope that you guys can take the same kinds of risks that I did because I never knew how much I wanted this until it was mine. And if I hadn't taken a risk, I don't know where I would be. So take the fucking risk. It's, it's all you can do for yourself. But once I quit, I started, you know, talking to my management company that I have now, but I hadn't signed anything. And then out of the woodworks, I got a job offer from Barstool Sports to do, you know, feminist forward thinking kind of content for them for a female vertical. They wanted to do 
I was kind of surprised because I don't think that I'm really like their regular cup of tea, their audience at all. I don't think that I, I have in the past been very critical of their operations. I still do harbor those same criticisms. And they were, you know, saying that it's a new vertical and all these things. I did go into the office and I met a few people. I ultimately did not take the job. I just think on gut instinct level, I quit my former job to take a risk and I really wanted to follow that. And I also was thinking about my own integrity, I guess, but more so like what I want to do with my life and what's important to me. And at the end of the day, that's writing and connecting to other people. And I wasn't so sure how a job there could maybe elevate those principles. So I ended up not taking it, which I didn't tell anybody. And I didn't tell you guys because I just didn't, it's not that I like wanted to keep a secret. I just didn't think it was really necessary. Like it was a conversation that ended up not happening. And I'm overall glad I didn't take it. I feel like at the end of the day, I know who I am and I don't think that I fit there. And I'm not saying that it's bad to be there. I'm not saying that the people who are there are bad. Honestly, like I really, really vibe with Brianna. I don't know her, but she's like definitely lives on my For You page. I love her content. Like I'm so glad that it has been such a mutually beneficial opportunity for her and Barstool there. Like she is an amazing creator, but I just don't know if it would be for me and I'm like different and my content style is different and I just didn't know and that doesn't make me any better or worse or anything else. It just makes me different. And so I ended up not taking it and going on with the management company who I love. They are Guys, I am obsessed with them. Like if they listen to this, whatever. They're this like couple and they're just so cute and so helpful and so kind and so amazing. And I just remembered I didn't answer them on Slack yesterday and I have to, but they're just they're just wonderful and I'm so glad that I have the privilege to be represented by them because seriously, they're just putting in the work and they live in North Carolina and I'm so obsessed. They're like this smaller agency. They also have my friend Kate Narcalunas. They have Freckled Foodie. They just, it's just, they're, they're the best vibes and they're so helpful. So I'm really glad that I ended up going that route and signing with them because they're very special to me. And then, of course, I was giving such good energy to the universe that I feel like it just started giving it back. And some really cool writing opportunities came up that I can't share yet. I literally just checked if I could share it because like they've announced some part of it, but like they can't, they haven't announced like my part of it. And so I can't share it, which is aggravating, but whatever, like it happened, it's happening. You guys will be the first to know, but yeah. So I thought that the career stuff was going in the right direction. Some days are really tough, but I love my job and I'm so lucky and privileged and blessed that it's my job. Like what the hell? I think about it every day and I don't pretend that it's like such a hard job because yeah people have like fucking hard jobs and like people work in the service industry people work three jobs like this is not a hard job it is a very privileged job I'm very lucky but I do work hard because I want my content to be the best it can be and I'm working nowhere near as hard as somebody that has a very stressful or chaotic or terrible nine to five or even more hours than that but I hope that I'm working as hard as I can to make your guys' day brighter. And if you are working a job that you fucking hate, you can come to my page and feel a little bit more welcome or comforted or just smile for like 10 seconds. And that's just my goal. And I'm really glad that I've been able to at least try my best to do that. And also in this year, I've been really proud of certain people in my life for working really hard and also just breaking down walls and doing really great things. One of those people is my brother, Jake. I'm so proud of him. He came out this year and we celebrated at Pride and I don't pretend to know the bravery that takes, but I do know that I was really lucky that he opened that door to me and let me hold his hand through it and let me be a part of everything in his life because I I don't, again, know how hard it is, but I do know that leaning on people when you're struggling or when you're stressed out or when something is scary can be really helpful and I'm glad he was brave enough to open up his door to me so that he could lean on me and we had the best time celebrating there's nobody that celebrates like my brother Jake and I'm so just in awe of him and I'm honored that I get to celebrate Jake every single day of my life and my brother Jack He landed this amazing job in Amazon and he's going to move to Seattle even though he's never even been there after he graduates from Michigan 
He is like the smartest person I know. He's the most sensitive, sweet individual. He's gone through a pretty tough time and I'm just really proud of him too. So it's been really exciting to watch people in my life grow and change, especially as they become like adults, which is so weird. Like I still feel like they're six years old. I also moved twice in 2021 and I fucking hate moving. Like let's just lay it out on the line. Moving sucks. Moving in New York is terrible. It sucks. It's awful. It's awful. And so that was a lot. Um, I was just reflecting on the fact that I moved twice. And one of the times I wasn't even in the city on the day of my move. And I literally had driven back from Atlantic City where I was seeing a comedian with Scorpio Boy. We got there two minutes before my mover showed up at my apartment. We still had the rental car. It was so awful. It was so awful. So honestly, thank God that that's over. But now I'm just thinking about having to move again. I love where I live now. I love my roommates so deeply. It has been such a great experience. And I don't sleep in my bed a lot because it's broken, but I do love my room. I record all my podcasts here. I make so many so many creative things happen here. And I have a huge window, which I had a bedroom in New York City that faced a wall and then another bedroom that had no windows. And I get to look out every day. And isn't it such a blessing and a privilege to be able to look at the sky from your bedroom? I just wanted to snow. I'm looking out the window right now. But yeah, I moved twice. I'm trying to think of what else happened. You know, the other thing that happened is that I feel like I kind of got integrated into this like New York City influencer culture a little bit. I don't like to call myself an influencer because I just want to create content that influences people to feel good about themselves. But I I like to create content, not influence people. Like I'm not trying to influence. It kind of just happens. I don't know. But I feel like I got integrated into that culture and met a lot of people. And you guys ask me sometimes like, are people, are those actually fun? Those events, are people actually nice? And like, yeah, they are really, really nice, but you can't know who's being real and who's being fake, I guess. I don't have that good of a radar for authenticity, so I'm just nice to everybody, and I, I would be nice to everybody even if they were fake to me, but I have made some really, really wonderful friends, and really genuine people have come into my life from doing all this, and I've also noticed like the cliques that form and who like the cool group is. I feel like I'm not in the cool group, but I'm still vibing. Like, I'm enjoying my life. I'm very antisocial. I would rather not socialize, but I understand that when it's an event, I guess it's somewhat for work, I guess. So a lot changed, and I learned a lot, and I don't even have all of my thoughts on straight right now because I'm in the middle of, like, having to go home and all these other things. But I did want to answer some of the questions you guys left me on my Instagram story about 2021, Um, and then I wanted to talk about, like, some of my favorite things of the year. So the first thing that was like asked for me to talk about is post-lockdown dating and I kind of did it and I think you kind of have to just like roll with the punches because like last January when I met Scorpio Boy, we literally had dinner outside in 22 degree weather under a heater. I wore my parka and it was just funny and it's kind of a funny memory that that happened and like I had asked him like, oh, did you get tested recently beforehand? Like, I feel like you kind of just have to roll with those awkward punches of like the freezing cold outdoor dining. Like I went on a date um, like after lockdown last January also and the guy got frostbite because his hands were so cold and it was so awkward, but it was kind of funny. Like he recovered, like we went in, we went into his apartment and he was fine, but like he literally, his hands turned purple and I was like, okay, this is post lockdown dating. I feel like just remember that everybody's in the same boat. Like you are obviously having independent emotions and independent experiences, but a lot of other people would be like, hell yeah I relate to that freezing cold ass dinner that I had outside with this guy who I don't even like from Murray Hill like you know something like that or like you know oh I met the love of my life in a post-pandemic situation just be safe and be careful and remember that like you can take this at your own pace and it's probably going to be a little awkward and like a little more uncomfortable and some challenges to sidestep in a way that like pre-pandemic dating didn't have Somebody also asked me my coping mechanisms for COVID anxiety and just dystopian anxiety in general. So I think I've discovered the power of walking in 2021. I love to walk. I walk like 10 miles a day. And whenever I'm like literally about to blow up, I just think about the next opportunity that I can put in my headphones, listen to Girls Gotta Eat or 2004 Kanye West and go on a nice long walk and end it at Target and browse the candle aisle. So that's definitely a big coping mechanism for me. Another one is journaling. I use this um, Get Untamed Glennon Doyle journal right now that I've been really, really enjoying. But beyond that, I just try to write every single day in some capacity. Red wine. Like, not gonna lie, red wine. Coping mechanism, for sure. Delta 8. If you don't know what it is, Google it, because I'm not gonna share anymore, because my secrets are my secrets, but there are plenty of things that I've used as outlets that have really helped me leaning on the people around me, listening to music. 
I cannot explain to you guys how much listening to music is my coping mechanism. Broadway shows, you name it, I'm listening to it. So definitely listening to music. There's, you know, we have to find healthy coping mechanisms because in this world, what else can we do? It's so scary and we're all so stressed. But I really found some good ones this year. So maybe you can use some of mine. Don't have red wine every day, but it does work when you're feeling a little anxious after a long week. Okay, somebody asked me achievements that I couldn't fathom happening in 2020 that have happened in 2021. I guess if you told me like you're going to go to the House of Gucci movie premiere, like you're going to get invited to that. I would have been like, what is House of Gucci? I would have been like, no, I guess that one um, for sure, <laughs> definitely. I think, you know, being my own boss is kind of nuts. If someone had told me like, you're going to end up leaving your nine to five because you're making more money not doing it, I would be like, how? Like, what am I doing? Like, what do you mean? Just in general, like, touching people's hearts and reaching them. Like if someone had told me that that was going to be an opportunity for me, crazy, crazy. I'm just like sitting with all this stuff. And again, like all my thoughts are not present, but I feel like there've been so many accomplishments, but even more than that, there are so many learning like pieces of knowledge that I've gained and things I'm taking in to 2022 with me because I am so genuinely excited to continue improving myself and continue learning new things and that is like just the best part of a new year isn't it okay the best and worst advice that i received in 2020 2021 geez i'm getting confused okay the worst piece of advice i received was that to be a serious journalist you had to delete all your social media and have no social media presence that is in any way shape or form biased or inappropriate this professor who was speaking to us at Columbia also told us that you shouldn't be posting anything political or social and kind of like grouped in Black Lives Matter to that. And some of my classmates were like, well, Black Lives Matter is not political to me. It has to do with like my actual well-being and like the safety of my people. And also like Black Lives Matter isn't political. It's just a statement. And then the professor was like, it still shouldn't be on your Instagram if you want to be a serious journalist. Bullshit. Like, come on. First of all, look at my social media presence. I got a job in journalism. I'm currently a serious journalist, freelancing, doing my podcast, writing every week, newsletter published. Like, you can be a serious anything and be anything. And if you're a woman and someone is trying to tell you you are not a serious blank because of blank, they're just fucking internalized misogyny, period, end of story. I don't want to go there, but sometimes we have to. Also, to that professor, Black Lives Matter, not a political issue. That's just a fact. Black lives, they matter. Thank you. That was the worst advice I received. The best advice I received was from a witch that I did um, a journalism project on for school. And she was reading my tarot cards and she told me that I had to be still and wait because the goodness was coming if I just was still and I just waited. And she told me that in December of 2020 when I was in such a tumultuous period of change and such a weird time in my life. And she said, Eli, be still and wait. And so guess what I did? I was like, I got nothing to lose. I really have nothing to lose. So I'm going to be still and wait and see how this works. Well, guess the fuck what? Now I'm like sitting in my apartment, my own boss, doing what I always dreamed of doing, going home to see my beautiful family and my amazing accomplished brothers with the love of my fucking life today, right? Like guys, be still and wait. She's amazing. Terry Icuso, that's the witch's name. Brilliant, you should read her book. But that's what she told me and I'm serious guys, be still and wait. Do your best, work your hardest, be kind to yourself and others, and the goodness is going to come, I promise you. Okay, that was really dramatic. We're gonna just move on. We have two more things to do. We're gonna talk about my faves of 2021, and then we're gonna talk about my New Year's aspirations. So first, my faves. Okay, so you, Netflix show, brilliant. So sorry that I've been so confusing about this. I started on season three because my boyfriend wanted to watch it with me. Then I went back, watched season one. Now we're in the middle of season two. Crazy. The writing is amazing. It's so good. I've talked about this before, but I really look at writing when I'm watching a television show because I'm not so good at watching TV. I just can't focus for that long. And something about the way that they have enabled Joe to be such an empathetic person sympathetic character like we are rooting for him I think it's the way that he like latches on to young people and the flashback aspect that really makes us root for him and then every time he does something disgusting or scary we're like what the fuck but at the same time we're like we don't want him to get caught because we care about him 
the writers are brilliant it is so so good so that's one of my favorite shows the second one i just finished watching sex lives of college girls was it my favorite show ever? No, but I really, really liked it. I think it's really sweet and special and it just definitely deserves a place on television. Loved that. As you guys know, I'm obsessed with SVU. That all started in 2021. I did not pay attention to it before, mostly because I'm low-key scared of the dark and if I'm sleeping alone, I can't watch something scary. And now that I have a boyfriend, we watch it every night because I can sleep in bed with him and I'm not afraid. That's the best part about having a boyfriend is not being scared when you go to bed after you watch something scary and being able to watch all the scary shows. So those were like my shows that I'm obsessed with. Other things, American Girl Dolls, they're back in an ironic hot girl kind of way and don't you ever deny it. I went to this American Girl Doll event, they gave me a doll, then I started going through all my dolls from my childhood. It was so nostalgic and special. Now I'm obsessed with them. At Harry Hill. If you don't follow him on Instagram, by the way, at Very Harry Hill, you're doing something wrong. Pause this, go follow him, then you can come back. Okay, you're back. City bikes. City bikes, brilliant, brilliant. When I don't feel like walking or I have to get somewhere fast, I city bike. I have a helmet because safety first. I love them. I literally love them. Like, city biking, immaculate, so fire. Next up, 2004 Kanye West. Why did nobody tell me how good that album is? It's the best album, okay? And I won't be taking any other questions. He was on my Spotify Unwrapped next to Taylor Swift. And that's when you know. That's when you know that there's something going on internally with you. Next, unfollowing people on Instagram. I unfollowed so many people. Like, you have to genuinely ask yourself, like, do I actually care what this person is posting from high school who I haven't talked to in seven years? You don't. Like, you're hanging on to it like an old shirt in your closet that you just don't want to give away because it has some sort of tie to the past. Like, just chuck it. It's not a reflection of that person. It's just, like, clean out. Clean out your closet. Clean out your Instagram followers. Next, wedge salads. Best salad? Best salad. We are sleeping on a steakhouse-style salad such as the wedge. We're sleeping on iceberg lettuce. We don't need to be arugula? Fine. Kale? Fine. Whatever. It's iceberg. It's the iceberg lettuce revolution, period. Next up, love seats. Couches? They take up way too much room. I have a little living room. We have a love seat. We love it. Lack of a better phrase, we love our love seat. Next up, lip plumper. I wanted to get a lip flip or Botox in my lips or what did they get? What is that thing called? What do you do with the lips? Enlargement? What is it called? Uh, is it Botox? Filler. Filler. I wanted that. My mom was like, no, you're not getting it. I listen to my mom because honestly, she has good advice and also wisdom and also like, I'm just, you know, I'm a good kid. I'm not a kid. I'm an adult. But like, yeah, she was like, you're not getting that. You don't need that. You're pretty without it. And on some level, I grew with her, but on another level, it felt like everybody around me was getting lip filler, and I really wanted lip filler, but I didn't get lip filler or any work done on my face. No shame to people who do. I wish I could. I just, like, I have a moral thing about my mom telling me not to do something and her just, I don't know, her wisdom of life, whatever. So I just started to become obsessed with lip plumper, specifically the Dior one. It's amazing. I just dumped tons of it on my lips. They look so big and just beautiful. Next up, space. I literally went to NASA in 2021 because I'm so obsessed with space. I'm obsessed with women going to space. I'm obsessed with interstellar space. I'm obsessed with YouTube videos about space. I'm obsessed with movies about space. I could talk about space all damn day, but I'm not going to because you're going to be bored, but that's a new obsession. Next up, ugly hats. Somebody needed to buy the ugly ones. Like, why is anybody not buying the ugly ones? Like, everyone's like, cute hats, cute hats, cute hats. Ugly hats. 2021, year of the ugly hat. Next up, mixing metals. I hate the bitch that's like, I'm just a gold girl. Or like, I'm just a silver girl. Like, no, I'm gold, fake gold, silver, fake gold, rose gold, fake rose gold, like all the golds, dipped gold. Tell me what it is. I got it on. Right now I have, I have on fake gold earrings and a real gold cuff. I have on a silver fake diamond necklace with a real rose gold other necklace. And I have some real gold on one wrist and fake diamonds and fake gold on the other wrist. I'm just like, just get it, get a mix going. You got to keep everybody on their toes there. Next up, Cruella DeVille. Did you see that movie, Cruella? Bomb. So good. So hot. She's hot. I'm in love with her a little bit. Emma Stone. Just a little bit. Actually, a lot. I'm in love with her. I have a crush on her. It's fine. Definitely watch Cruella DeVille. It's amazing. Or just Cruella. I saw it in theaters. Next up, Chipotle Sundays. If you're not going to the house of our Lord Chipotle on Sunday, you're doing it wrong. It gives you the best thing to look forward to, especially if you're like me and you don't get takeout a lot during the week because you're trying to cook and be better. Happens. I usually don't end up cooking, but I try to. Chipotle Sunday is like me looking forward to my Chipotle of the week. Amazing. Next up, Korean corn dogs. I know I'm gluten free. I did have one when I was drunk. I had K Dog across the street from Kind Regards in the East Village. Bomb. So good. Amazing. Have one. I don't care if you have a dietary restriction. Like, 
it was worth the pain that came along with it for me being allergic to gluten. Next up, Skims. Kardashian drama, oh my god, 2021 was their year, but Skims and Good American put, bury me in that shit. I'm not kidding. I'm writing down on my will, like, I want to be buried in a Skims bodysuit, Good American, Good 90s jeans. That's what I want to be buried in. Immaculate. Next up, CBD. You guys know I love my CBD. It's helped calm my anxiety. I flew a lot this year, like, in planes and shit. CBD, amazing. Amazing. Next up, the Kim and Kanye divorce. Why did I love it? I loved drama. I loved Kanye living in that dome. Drama. I loved Donda. Other than the fact that it was highly problematic. I, he deserved to get divorced from. Maybe it would make better music. She's dating Pete Davidson. Even if she's not dating him, she's definitely slept with him at least once. And that brings me peace. So that's fire. Next up, the election. First of all, we got our first female VP. Like, excuse me, a woman of color? Excuse me, that like, I will never have a daughter that it, that lives in a time where women did not hold that seat. Like, that is powerful. Obviously, Bernie Sanders and his mittens, amazing, immaculate, never before seen. The man doesn't have an agenda. I love him. Also, you remember when J-Lo was like, let's get loud, like, during her singing, like, the Star Spangled Banner? Iconic, never before seen. Benefer's back. She was just trying to, like, precede it all. Wild wild ratatouille the musical the ratatouille that shit was so fucking annoying you guys so fucking annoying but guess what it brought us all joy we all laughed at it remy the ratatouille i remember all the words next the oprah interview with Meghan markle that interview was just pff, broke the internet broke the internet literally broke the internet i just heard some conspiracy theory that the queen is dead i hope that's not true actually i don't know if i hope that's true do we like her do we not i don't know anything about the royal family next he's all that the netflix show with addison ray it was good okay so i don't want to hear that it was bad it wasn't supposed to be like cinematic masterpiece like steven spielberg did not direct that obviously for a reason i think it did exactly what it was supposed to do and i low-key liked it and there i said it it was the year though of olivia rodrigo and doja cat don't disagree with me. Don't come for me. Olivia Rodrigo, Doja Cat. Then, all of a sudden, John Mulaney is going to be a dad. Do we think he's going to be a good dad? We don't know. But he's going to be a dad, and that's going to happen. But beyond that, comedians I love, Sebastian Maniscalco, if you haven't watched him do comedy, you need to go on YouTube right now. You'll laugh your ass off for four and a half hours. He's amazing. And finally, like my favorite thing of 2021 was probably Donald Trump getting impeached. That The end. Those are my favorite things of 2021. It was a really special year for me. Um, especially when he got impeached. Okay, finally, I wrote out some of my New Year's ambitions and aspirations, which is the word we're using instead of resolution. And this is what I came up with. So my first one is set time aside for me to be unplugged because I realized a few weeks ago that I haven't done anything for myself. And like when I go to the gym, that used to be my time for me, but I stopped using it as that because I would go on the treadmill and I still do this and I either answer DMs or answer asks because I don't have enough time in the day to do it otherwise and I've committed to doing it and I want to do it because I love communicating with you all. And I realized that that time was no longer for me, but it was time I needed to use for doing that because if I didn't do it at the gym, I wouldn't do it any other time because I didn't have time. And I think finding a time every week that is just for me. It doesn't need to be every day because that's unrealistic for me. I don't have, I'm not going to have time for myself every day. But I found, I haven't found it. I'm going to find time for myself every week to be unplugged for like two hours and ignore my phone and my obligations for work. I'm going to try my best. And I think what I've been struggling with is that it feels like it doesn't turn off because it doesn't and that's fine because I chose this and I want this and it's really not that hard and it's amazing. But this is just something I've been grappling with. The second thing is that I'm going to try to cook dinner four nights a week. I probably currently cook dinner three or two nights a week. That might even be a stretch. I like to cook. It's just getting myself there. And I'm going to get myself there. This is the year of me getting myself to try to actually cook. The next one is my weekly newsletters. I've been so good about the podcast every week and I'm proud of myself. I've stayed on schedule. I've stayed on target. I'm going to do the podcast studio in 2022. I'm looking forward to all that. But I have not been so good on my newsletters. I've written a bunch but I don't write them every week and I need to get back into the habit of writing every week and especially writing for publication every week. Next up, set aside money to invest. I don't know about this one. 
that is kind of a fever dream idea. Like I'm an astrology girlfriend. I don't know if I need to be the cryptocurrency boyfriend as well, but I do want to wear the pants and I do want to be the breadwinner. And maybe this is a good place to start. I don't know. I'm going to have to talk to my brother. I'm going to consult with my brother when I go home. He seems smart. I'm going to think about it. I'm thinking about that one. Next time, next thing, put yourself out there socially. Yeah, I have definitely not done that in 2021, be honest. Like, (laughs) I have kept my circle small. And I like a small circle, but it's good to push yourself. And I'm looking for ways to challenge myself, and this seems like a really good one. I'm going to put myself out there socially a little more and make new friends. I want to make new friends. And I have friends that I've been neglecting a little bit, and I want to give them more energy. So I'm going to put myself out there socially more. The next thing is I'm going to read every day. Bitch, 2020 was my year to read. I read so much. I did not read a lot in 2021. I'm going to be honest. It didn't happen. I didn't read a lot. I wanted to read more than I did. I did not read a lot. And as a self-proclaimed book lover and writer, I need to be reading more. I really do. So I'm going to read every day. Next up, I'm going to get published in a magazine. This one's an aspiration that I don't know if it's going to happen. I'm not going to beat myself up if it doesn't. I am in contact with some editors at some really cool magazines, and I would love for that to happen and for it to actually occur and for that to be my dream come true. We will see. And then the final one is Reels, Instagram Reels. I don't post them because I forget, but I know that I should because I know some of my followers aren't on TikTok, and it's important that I can give them the content that I produce for TikTok. So I'm going to try to be a little bit better about that. I think there are going to be some others that I haven't come up with yet, but this is what I'm thinking about now. I feel like they're all attainable. I'm also going to do this journal entry where I write out exactly what I want my life to look like next year, and I'm going to decide what I have to do to get there, and I recommend you do the same. I'm like really reflecting on this episode of this podcast, and I think it might have been horrible. So just confirm or deny. Like send me a quick TM if you listen to this all the way through and be like, hey, Eli, I just want to let you know that you don't suck. That episode was pretty good. Or it was bad, and we're going to talk about why. And also, let me know if you want me to have guests or if you like this solo shit that I'm that I'm spinning. Um, some things. Please remember to count memories, not calories, this beautiful holiday weekend. Live in the moment. Set your boundaries. If you need a break, take a break. Don't feel guilty if you're not going home for any number of reasons. If you're in isolation, remember Christmas Day is just a day you're going to be able to celebrate another time and you're going to be okay. Keep your chin up. The sun will come out tomorrow, bitch. The sun will come out tomorrow. I love you guys so very much. I cannot, truly cannot thank you enough for making 2021 what it was for me because I'm not here without you. And I acknowledge that every single fucking day. And I try to do this for you guys because it is for you. It's not for me. I mean, some of it's for me, but it's mostly for you. I truly and deeply love you. I cannot wait to see where we go in 2022. We're going to have a fucking epic journey. It's going to be a wonderful year. Remember to practice the law of attraction. Drink your water. Do your squats. Hook up with your sneaky link as many times as you want. Tis the damn season. I love you. Merry Christmas and have a very happy new year, bitches. My DMs are always open and I love you so much. See you in 2022. Love you.